Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, this is another one of those tracks that we got to take out of the mix. It's a children program. It's for the kids, man. <laughs> one, the kids weren't born when this was rocking off. And the subject matter, it just doesn't fit the subject matter of my show. Keith McPherson on the fan. <laughs> no, I can't even sing that. Looking for a partner. Chill. <laughs> All right, I'm in here watching the Daytona 500. That's not Jeff Gordon getting out of the car. <laughs> out of the 24, Rich Ackerman just came in. I'm like, oh, is that Jeff Gordon? He's He took over Jeff Gordon's car. Good for this guy. What's his name? I saw the Daytona 500. William Byron, the Daytona 500 got postponed. I'm definitely not into NASCAR. I picked up the NHL asking me to pick up NASCAR. That's a stretch. <laughs> that's That's a stretch. Driving, racing. Fast car, NASCAR, Ricky Bobby. I, I like Ricky Bobby. I like Tyler Dagan. Nice. That's different, though. That's different, though. All right, let me get to my calls before I get to my first guest. Coming up in 10 minutes, Mr. Bob Kendrick, the Prez, president of the Negro Leagues Museum, will join us. But Chris is down in Monmouth County. Chris, you're on the fan. Keith, thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. Keith, I'm in Monmouth County. All right. Great place. I'm 47. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm going to correlate my Knicks fandom to the All-Star game. Okay. I, and then I have a, I have something for you, and I think you're smart about this. You you may agree, you may not agree. First of all, Jalen Brunson, I feel bad for him. He had to be part of that game because <laughs> he is a competitor. He's not your flashy guy. I mean, Halliburton, if he smiled one more time, chucking threes, I really were, was like, you have no respect for the game. Yeah, it was goofy. Yeah, it, it, was, it was so goofy. And don't get me wrong, the guy could hit shots. I get it, man. He was he's killed us a couple times already this year. But Keith, LeBron James, he's the culprit. If he leads by example as a competitor, that game's a little better. I'm not saying a lot better, a little better. But here's the deal: 
Dwight will never be beloved like a Michael Jordan or a Kobe Bryant. And he's a fantastic player. I'm not saying anything about that. Yeah, he's 50-50 on his farewell tour as well. So I, I'm going to tell you, Keith, <laughs> i got to tell you that All-Star game is a travesty. And you know what? Again, if LeBron – that Michael Jordan would not be in an All-Star game like that. Kobe would Kobe. not be in an All-Star game like that. It's, it's, it's a prideful thing. And you got kids watching the game. you got people watching the game. And these guys are like – I mean, it was – Pathetic. I mean, pathetic. No, I and know. I like I, the NBA. Me too. I love the NBA. I can't get jiggy with that. I can't tune in and watch it. It's just stupid. Like, you're talking about Brunson, and I, I talked about how guys are in that game with different agendas. Brunson doesn't know how to step into that game and, like, play like these guys are playing around. And, uh, is that who he is? No. he's He had to and grind he, his way to become an all-star. And, Keith, can I make a point on the Nets? Yeah, of course. Listen, you're from Jersey. The move to Brooklyn don't work. Moving your franchise around five different times doesn't work. I agree. But I think get back to Jersey. Get back to the roots. Get back to the fans that really want to root for your team. No, they're not going to do that. They're just not. Of course they're not going to do that. But let's be honest. You're a Nets fan. For a minute there, they were all right. But then they're never coming coming back. Consistency is key. They're inconsistent in everything. Different owners. They've they've consistently had the same GM. But they had different GMs, different head coaches, different locations. Different like different jerseys. There's no consistency. You, there's no, nothing. There's nothing to like hang your hat on as a Nets fan. And I'm not. We went to the Nets. we went to back to back finals and lost them. And you can't really what rep the, that. That's the only thing that we can hang our hat, hats on. That's when I, I, I like was a kid. I like became well, we, a fan. Without like, a doubt. But I'm telling you right now, like like I know a lot of guys here in town, like they're Nets fans, but they're New Jersey Nets fans. And and the New Jersey Nets had something going, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Keith. Monmouth County, although I'm from Mercer County, really, but I live in Monmouth County for a long time, so that's why I got to say, mm. yeah, Monmouth County, but I'm from Heightstown, baby. Mm. And if you've been to Heightstown, yeah, you I know. know. I don't know if you make the cut. I don't know if you're in. Oh, Keith, Keith, Keith. <laughs> Heightstown, Keith, mm. you want to talk about a melting pot of every culture, yeah, you go to Heightstown, man. The, is the line, like, it depends where you live, because the line might not be, that might not be considered Monmouth County, and you know? I'm no, 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 beach, no. So. Heightstown's, uh, Heightstown's um, uh, Mercer. I'm yeah, in Manalapan. I'm in Monmouth County. Okay, Manalapan counts. Home of the Braves. Thanks for the call, Chris. 877-337-6666. Uh, yeah, the All-Star game sucks. It is what it is. But the NBA, like, the location was trash. I saw multiple people talking about being in Indiana. Like, is that where you want to go? Especially when it's the weekend after the Super Bowl. And now we're in this influencer thing when I go back to talking about how you know, people can't separate social media from reality. There's a bunch of these influencers that people do not know. These streamers that are showing up there and they're rich, but they are famous in their pocket of, you know, Twitch watchers. And those people are coming from the Super Bowl to Indiana. I saw Duke Dennis talking about how he took the first flight out of there on Saturday. Didn't stay for the All-Star game. Didn't stay for the, because it was whack. He said it just didn't hit like he thought it was supposed to. He had heard years before, yeah, it used to be the All-Star. Like, remember when All-Star was here? What was it, 2015 when All-Star was in New York? Even then was a different time. The All-Star game died, I think, around 2015, 2016. The dunk contest definitely with Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine and that fiasco. And now, you know, people are blaming LeBron. LeBron never did the dunk contest. He's too old to do it now. So that set the precedent for any up-and-coming young star to be like, LeBron didn't do it, I don't have to do it. Kobe did it, won it. Jordan did it, won it. And then when you're looking at the game, they ha- they've they changed the game. 
and they're trying to tweak it, but they'll never be able to tweak it where those guys are actually going to go out there and hoop. And Kobe, there's a, a Kobe was on the Knuckleheads podcast. There's a clip that every year circulates about how people want to see the best basketball players in the world in a pickup game. You go, you guys go hard in your summer workouts. You can't go hard in that one game, and nobody wants to hear about you getting hurt. Oh well, you don't want you don't want a player to go hard in that game and get hurt. If they get hurt, they get hurt. Like these guys load manage, they get hurt. On the like, come on, it's just stupid. It's just stupid. Do better. The NBA wants to be this global game and focus on what's going on right here in the state. Uh, Joe is in New Jersey. Next up on the fan, go for it, Joe. Hey, how you doing, KM? Good, good. How are you? Well, uh, you know, on the topic of all star games, it's all four sports that are like that. They're the all star games are kind of obsolete. I feel like. You know, like it used to be, you know, before you had 24-7 access to every game all the time, you never got to see, you know, some of these players play. So that's why it was like one nationally televised game. You could see people on the West Coast play because you never got to see them yeah. on the West Coast, you know? And like, and I mean, all I, I don't follow the NBA, but like I just saw the score of the game. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like... Yeah, because huh? nobody's playing defense, and these guys are going out there. They're that's why I said they they have different agendas. Some of these guys want to win MVP because it's the Kobe Trophy, right? The the MVP is named after trophy. Uh, the MVP trophy is named after Kobe. So guys are going out there trying to win that. I don't know. It's just I. It's not something that you want to watch on TV. I didn't. I didn't find myself watching it for too long. Well, because it used to be an exhibition. It used to be the best players. Yeah, it used to be you okay. Know, now I'm gonna to see. Team. I'm gonna see Jordan versus Kobe Bryant. One on one, I'm gonna get to see Allen Iverson out there against Kobe Bryant or whoever it might be. Like now, these guys they don't really take on the challenge. They're not really playing defense. Yeah, they're they're out there to score it, the most it, points or just you know do some trick shots and lollygag or whatever. I think the funniest clip that it, came out was Luca and and Jokic just passing the ball back and forth like they were out there chilling. Yeah, I mean it's just. It's all sports, though. I mean, they tried to make baseball's all-star game relevant by, like, doing the, um, what was it, home field advantage for the World Series. And they took that, that away, yeah. flat. They took that away. Know? But the I NHL actually, game, I'm, I love the Major League Baseball all-star festivities and weekend. I've gone to the last four. I plan on going this year. The Home Run Derby is excellent. I think they need to implement a skills challenge with throwing and running and hitting and different things. Um, the Futures game, excellent. They also have the... MLB draft out there during that great uh like you literally get to see these kids get drafted and then I you run into them at the home run derby I was sitting next to a kid that got drafted by the twins I'm like hey I saw you on tv his whole family there they're excited and then the game though um I mean the game's pretty much meaningless but it is what it is yeah it is what it is none of these games like none of these games are fun to watch yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have an answer for it. And, like, you know, you know, t- you know, leagues try to make it relevant. The NHL tried to do uh, the fantasy draft again. Like, uh, they did that a couple of years ago. And uh, But, I mean, the game itself is just kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, it, it's not worth any hype. Thanks for the call, Joe. Let's get one more call in on the All-Star game. Justin's in Piscataway. You got it, Justin. Hey man, how's it going? Good, good. The last thing, last thing on the All Star game because I, you know what, it, it pisses me off to even talk about it because as a kid growing up, uh, as an NBA fan, like this is what I've been, it's what I look forward to watching Saturday night, skills competition, dunk contests. Uh, like you said, I think it died after 2016, but I don't understand like what dunk contest in particular, like more than anything else, is what really like aggravates me. Why don't they just 
go you know how many street ballers are in the world why doesn't the nba hold a competition get the best like four or five uh street uh street dunkers and put them in the contest and like make maybe face that's what i said if, yeah, if John like, Morant's not going to compete, if if Anthony Davis, Zion Williams, if, if these guys do not want to show us something, if they don't want to get hurt or they don't want to lose and deal with that, then go get some of the best dunkers in the world off of TikTok, off of Instagram to compete against yep. Mac McLung. Mac McLung doesn't even want to do it again. He won back-to-back. What, what else is there to do? Thanks. I'm, yeah, now i gotta, now I got to actually a- work on my game to try and make it to the NBA. Yep, it's crazy. He's a back-to-back winner, and it's like I, the dunks that he did weren't even close to, you know, Shaq. It's just because uh, he's Levine, short. Aaron Gordon. And it's because yeah, he's it's, short, it's and he's got the um, the vertical leap, and I don't know. I, no, no disrespect to him, because that kid was a legend coming out of high school. I think anybody yep. uh, that paid attention to uh, basketball was familiar with, with him. But uh, I just it, it it does nothing for me. And and if you got if you've got a guy winning the NBA dunk contest that nobody knows, then what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I, I mean, baseball is my number one sport. That's like the all star festivities that I most enjoy watching. Like you said, but I mean, they're, they're, they they got to do something about the NBA. I, I mean, I, I can't watch it anymore. <laughs> it's thanks. But thanks, thanks, thank Michael. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Justin. Okay, joining us right now. I tried to get him on yesterday. I failed, but this guy's the best. I appreciate this guy so much. Joining us right now, Mr. Bob Kendrick, the president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum out there in Kansas City. What's up, Bob? How you doing, man? It's great to catch up with you. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Yes, thank you. Sorry for, first off, sorry for the mix-up. You know, silly me, I assume that. Because my phone number in my email is my cell phone number that that was your email too, or that was your number in the email too. So I didn't even think to be like, "Hey, uh, what's your cell?" I'm like, "Okay, we'll dial you at that number." Uh, that's okay. No, we know mistakes happen uh, because I make a bunch of them, so I fully understand. So let's get into it. It's Black History Month, obviously, and uh, I wanted to have you on because of that, and uh, you know. The Negro Leagues and the Negro League Museum, I feel like in the last couple years, maybe since 2020, there's just been like a resurgence. It feels like there's an added attention and energy on the Negro Leagues. And for many years, it was kind of like swept under the rug or not talked about or not included. And I say better late than never. I saw, you know, MLB The Show, they're celebrating the stories of uh, the icons and, and the legends of the Negro League. And that's great for kids to be able to play a video game and get kind of like the message in the medicine. And I know that you're an encyclopedia of information when it comes to this. You obviously being there at the museum, but like, how does that make you feel? Do you feel like it's better late than never? Or do you, are you just happy that it's coming to the forefront? I, I, I just want to hear from you what you, you feel about the state of the Negro Leagues and the history getting some light. No, there's no question about it. I mean, better late than never. Or as my late mother would say, you don't know what you don't know. And so you've now got this museum that is helping people learn about the rich history of the Negro Leagues and not just what it meant on the field, but also what it meant off the field. And so projects like you just referenced that we've embarked on with our friends over at Sony PlayStation to include the Negro Leagues in the video game MLB The Show last year 
was the first year of a five-year partnership with Sony, and the reception was tremendous. And, and Keith, you're right. You see, we found, a, I think, an innovative way to reach millions upon millions of young people and young adults who perhaps would not have thought about the Negro Leagues otherwise through this gaming platform. It has been a game changer and one of the most significant ventures that this museum has ever embarked on because the challenge that we face is always how do we make history relevant. There's a misnomer that young people don't care about history. They do. But it is also important on how it is presented to them. And, and I can't sit back passively and hope that they come to the Negro Leagues Museum. So I go to you, and I go to you in a mode and, and medium in which you are accustomed to getting your information, and the results have been amazing. Not only are they learning about the Negro Leagues, but they're falling in love with the Negro Leagues. But as you know, what's not to love about the Negro Leagues and the players of the Negro Leagues? And if anyone should be in a video game, it should be the players of the Negro Leagues, the way they played the game, yeah. the style, the, the charisma, the flair that they brought to the game with video game masks. And so this just is one of, just one of many ways that we're trying to impact a, a new generation around this history. Yeah, I love it. I, I think that when you actually crack open some of the stories, it's like discovering something that has a real story and, and, and just learning information about where they played, how they played, how they traveled, how they came about. Uh, the legends that rose out of the Negro Leagues, it's, it's something that I think everybody that's into baseball should know. Uh, and I say that to say this, we're also now getting these restoration projects with the Negro League stadiums. That is a way to bring the past into the present. So this year on June 20th, 2024, MLB at Rickwood Field, a tribute to the Negro Leagues, that's the oldest professional ballpark in the United States. It's the former home of the Birmingham Black Barons. And the San Francisco Giants will face the St. Louis Cardinals there. I don't know if I'm going to make the trip. I'm assuming you'll be out there, right? Can you tell us about that? Yeah, God willing, I will be there, man. I think that this will be a seminal moment for Negro League history. This is kind of Major League Baseball's Field of Dreams tribute to the Negro Leagues. You know, the game that they had been doing in Dyersville really did capture the imagination of a lot of baseball fans who immediately started asking, why don't you do something dedicated to the Negro Leagues? And Major League Baseball listened. And they came up with this idea to do, to do this game at Rickwood Field, as you mentioned, the oldest active professional baseball park in the country, older than Wrigley, older than Fenway. And it just happens to be the home of a young Willie May, 17 years old, who walked out on that field patrolling center field for the Birmingham Black Barons. That's where it all began for arguably the greatest major leaguer of all time, Willie Mays. And unlike the Field of Dreams, which is a movie, uh, or as I like to say, it is R-E-E-L, this game at Rickwood is R-E-A-L. It is real. <laughs> this is a real tribute to black baseball and if the good lord blesses us so that mr may can walk on that field one more time oh can you imagine what that moment would be and i know his health has not been the best but we're all very hopeful that some way shape form or fashion 
he can step out on that field one more time, some 70-plus years since he was patrolling center field for the Birmingham Black Barons, if you can imagine this at age 17. That'll be amazing. I, I pray it gets done. I also pray it gets done up here. So I think back in May, I went to the relaunch of Hinchcliffe Stadium in Patterson, New Jersey, which was the home of Larry Dolby and the New York Black Yankees, the Black, uh, the, the New York Cubans, and black baseball was played there. And, man, like being able to step out on that field and see it, it is brand new, it is fresh, and I'm already lobbying. I've been in touch with the mayor. I've talked about it on WFAN. I'm like, can we get a Yankees game here? Uh, the Yankees have been there. I'm like, can we get a Subway Series game here? Now, there's obviously a lot of logistics to, uh, you know, and, and hoops to jump through. But uh, you mentioned Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. It's built. It's ready. They just got to figure out the rest. Have you heard anything about Hinchcliffe Stadium? And have you gotten a chance to get up there? Well, I was there when it was designated as a historic landmark so that it could not be destroyed. And and I'll be honest, Keith, when I walked out on what was then the blacktop infield, and and I think as a steward of the story, you understand. And it literally gave me chills to think about the fact that Larry Doby, Monty Irvin, and all the other legends of the Negro Leagues stood on those very hollow grounds that I was standing on. And now to see that stadium restored, they and the folks there in Patterson, led by the mayor, did a tremendous job. I haven't seen the re- restored version yet. I can't wait to get out there. And, of course, the museum is working in partnership with the folks there in Patterson on a version of a Negro Leagues baseball museum that will be part of the stadium uh, project. And so we're really, really excited to extend this story to the East Coast and just so excited that we've saved one of those remnants uh, of the Negro Leagues in terms of stadiums. And so you now have Hinchcliffe. You've got Rickwood, which has been active. You've got League Park in Cleveland. You've got Hamtramck in Detroit. And so there's not many of those old ballparks remaining. It is just amazing to see the restoration work that has gone on with each of those projects and and really helping the Negro Leagues Museum keep the legacy of the Negro Leagues alive. Yes, sir. We're on the phone right now with Bob Kendrick, the president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum in Kansas City. I got to get out there. I was thinking about going out there the last series of last year's season when the Kansas City Royals hosted the Yankees. I'm glad I didn't go because the Yankees ended up losing that series. It was pretty pretty bad for uh, <laughs> Carlos Rodon, but... Uh, you're a Kansas City guy all the way through, and obviously we had some unfortunate news last week with the parade. I saw your tweet that you marked yourself safe. How are you doing? How's the community? How are people doing after that? It's unfortunate that we have to go through these things, uh, but I, w- I was happy to hear that you were safe and, and holding up after that. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, it it turned a joyous celebration into something very dark. And it, and as you mentioned, it, it was tremendously unfortunate that someone, you know, a senseless act of violence uh, just dampened what should have been a, a great celebration. And it was up until that point, and it resulted in the loss of one life uh, and a number of people who were injured. And so uh, we are all kind of still reeling from that. You know, obviously, with each, each passing day, 
you you know you just kind of try and lift your spirits as best as you can but you still grieve for those who were in this case killed and injured uh again by this very senseless act of violence unfortunate i hope that uh you know those kids are doing all right and i was i was happy to see that patrick mahomes and andy reed and all those guys lent a hand and patrick mahomes is He's a king out there, back-to-back Super Bowl champ, but also a part owner of the Kansas City Royals, and they've yeah. got a new ballpark coming. And, man, they signed Bobby Witt Jr. to that long deal. Do you think the Royals are going to be back? They've had a pretty good offseason this offseason. We've had a very active offseason, and I think it sends a resounding message to the Kansas City Royal fan base that we are in this thing to win it. And I think we have a great chance to win the Central Division the moves that we've made that shores up our pitching rotation, and then to find the face of the organization, Bobby Witt, to a long-term contract, uh, I think, again, sends a resounding message. Uh, John Sherman, who is the principal owner of the ball club, he and I talk about this all the time. I mean, we want to be competitive, and we also understand, and he understands this, that our game is entertainment. So you get those stars out there, and you hold on to those stars because those stars will bring that fan base. But I love the moves that our Royals have made. And I think we might shock some folks this year uh, because I think, number one, the Central Division is up for the taking to begin with. And uh, our pitching has improved dramatically. And so I'm really looking forward to going out to the ballpark, rooting on the Royals and, and seeing if we got some magic uh, again. You know, 2014 and 2015 was absolutely magical in Kansas yep, City. It was. And so we haven't had a chance to, to feel that again for quite some time. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this young squad reacts. And, and again, J.J. Pacola and all the folks there are putting together a dynamite team. Yeah, 2015 World Series champs, the Kansas City Royals. This year, the uh, 2023 World Series champs will host the All-Star Game. Bob, I hope to see you there. Uh, when I saw you at the Players Alliance uh, Gala or Players Alliance uh, dinner that we had, uh, one, you're always dressed to the nines, Sunday best. <laughs> like You were the best dressed the whole night. We were all judging. We were looking at everybody's fits coming in. You stole the show. You, the hat, I'm looking at the picture on my Twitter right now. Uh, I was talking to my boy, my boy uh, Cheats, and some of the other guys out there were like, "Yeah, you know, Prez came through and was the best dress." And we had uh, Ken Griffey Jr. out there, uh, Terrell Owens, CC, all those guys out there. So, will you be at the All Star Game this year? Can I look forward to seeing you then? Oh, absolutely! Again, God willing, I will be there. So, this is a big, big year. Uh, we've got a big celebration that we're planning to announce coming Wednesday you know, relative to the very first Negro League World Series that took place 100 years ago this year. And you throw in what is happening with the event at Rickwood and, you know, every All-Star game, we're very fortunate to be able to make Negro Leagues front and center. The MLB, the show, the new release, comes out officially in March. And, of course, we just announced last week the first four players in the game. And as you know, they include Josh Gibson, Buck Leonard, Henry Aaron as a member of the Indianapolis Clowns. For those who did not know that the Hammers' career began in the Negro Leagues, 1952, as a skinny cross-headed hitting shortstop for the Indianapolis Clowns and the first woman to ever be a part of MLB The Show, 
the great Tony Stone, one of three women to play professionally yeah. in the Negro League. And I can tell you now, there's more heat coming. So everybody stay tuned uh, for the announcement of the other players who will be a part of MLB The Show 24. Great. Yeah, I got to tap in with the Players Alliance. How great are the Players Alliance? Like all the people that work for them and then the players that actually represent the Players Alliance, they brought me out there. I'm sure they'll they'll reach out again. I got to reach out to make sure I'm I'm down with them for uh, for this year. And if you need me, Bob, let me know. If you ever need to tap in here in New York on the radio or you need me to come through and do interviews or social media stuff, you, you know I got you. Well, I absolutely will take you up on that offer. And you're right, the Player Alliance has been amazing. Uh, the relationship that the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum has with both MLB, MLBPA, and the Players Alliance is something that is very meaningful. And we believe that it will continue to have impact in not only celebrating the past, but utilizing the past to help promote our game so that we can grow it in the future. Awesome, Bob. You're the man. This is Bob Kendrick, the president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Gave us a little bit of time tonight, Bob. Thank you again. Man, it's always my pleasure. Thank you again for having me on the show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. New York City. KM to AM. Let's keep it rocking, man. 877-337-6666. Shout out to Bob Kendrick, president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum in Kansas City. For joining us first, coming up in about 25 minutes, less, Molly Walker to talk about your Rangers. I said yesterday, as soon as that game ended, I said, oh, here we go with the Rangers fans. Whoa! I'm like, these guys, they're going to be a lot to deal with. Winning streak continues. You look at the fan today, everybody's got their Rangers gear on. Paulie's wearing his. Uh, CeeLo had his on. Did, Did Morash have on? I didn't watch... On SNY, I could almost guarantee Morris was going to come in with 
Rangers gear on as he was physically out there. I should have been out there for the Devils, but I'm a little under the weather. Got a baby to take care of next time. Do it next year. Don't call it the Stadium Series. Let them take the Stadium Series somewhere else. But why can't the four teams come together with MetLife Stadium and do their own thing, start their own annual whatever you want to call it? It would be awesome if that were to happen. I love it. And, and we spoke about it yesterday, yesterday, how just like ahead of the curve the NHL seems to be, more than any other sport, and I know you NFL is going to Mexico and Brazil and Europe and London. I get all that stuff. But from a fan experience perspective, something that's different, and they've been doing it for years, the outdoor games, genius stroke by Gary Bettman, who doesn't get enough credit. He, I know he's the commissioner, but Bettman has done such a good job. The league's going to expand probably within five or six years, maybe go to Salt Lake City, maybe run it back in Atlanta, Quebec. You never know. Mm-hmm. So... The hockey and even and I tweeted this out today at Pulse Randomness. You can follow me. I tweeted this out today. The fact that WFAN essentially has had wall to wall coverage today of hockey is awesome. Never happens. It never happens, and it ha- and I think it even happens if the Islanders win yesterday. I, I just I, I honestly do, and it's awesome that the hockey fans and there and I tell people all the time, hockey fans are out there. You just have to find them and bring them in. Hockey fans are there, specifically if they listen to WFN, find them, bring them in, and it's Over awesome. Over 150,000 people in this area showed up for two days of hockey, and I think if they make that a consistent thing, the numbers aren't going to drop. It, like The fact that people were walking up to buy tickets, like whatever it costs, like I'm just trying to be in there, like leaving it to that when we have these digital apps where you can go and get to, like that, I don't know, I, that impressed me. Something and let else, me tell you, those aren't easy games to sit at either. It was cold last yeah, night. I mean, well, I, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. I initially didn't get tickets because, and I'd said this on the radio. I'm like, I've been at some of those late season Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants games, and you leave cold and you go to sleep cold, and you're still, you know, chilled to your bones by the you know the next morning after sitting out there all day. But it's worth it. That's a that's a moment I know for the Devils fans, Rangers, Isles fans too. We're not really the Flyers that that you're going to remember and. You add that to all of the moments that the big air conditioner over there off of uh, Route 3 has, right? First stadium ever, MetLife, is set to become the first stadium ever to host the Super Bowl, WrestleMania, and the World Cup Final. So the World Cup Final is coming there in 2026, and now they just had the stadium series. And they have everyone from Bruce Springsteen to Taylor Swift, The Weeknd, Coldplay, Billy Joel. Like I don't know. They have a ton of people perform there as well. MetLife Stadium, as much as we criticize it, as much as we talk down on its appearance and uh, feel like they they missed on that stadium, it's still the biggest, closest stadium to New York City, and they are able to handle everyone and everything. And uh, props to them again for having a successful stadium series. Molly Walker coming up at 9 o'clock to talk more about that. I wanted to talk more about this Breeze Hall thing. Um, And I don't know if you've seen the video but go take a look. And and again, I, I shout out Carl Banks, who was standing there as kind of like the guy in the middle of the fight, right? Like, like don't do this. You hear somebody in the video say, hey, it's a federal offense if you get into a, a fight in an airport. But this guy was so upset at Brees, calling him the P word, had his phone out, and he looked like someone that got rejected of a selfie. And Brees Hall goes out there today, he says, if you know me, you know I always show love. There's a time and a place for everything. 
but harassing me at baggage claim ain't the time or place. 100 emoji. Thankfully, Carl and my guy Joe were there to keep everything, anything from happening. Do you ever watch Brees Hall run the football? Like, that's why I'm like, this guy's got to be an idiot out of his mind, had to be drunk getting off his flight or something. But to think that you're going to roll up on Brees Hall and, like, talk like that, and supposedly I guess somebody said they'll smack him. Uh, maybe that was his friend Joe. Like, I'll smack you. Probably, like, I'll smack you if you take another step further. I'll smack you if you say another word. And then the guy got combative. I feel for these these athletes. Micah Parsons was just posting, you know, when he came back from either the Super Bowl or Pro Bowl, there were people waiting at his gate with helmets for him to sign. And I, I know a lot of times we think because these guys make millions that they're supposed to just deal with that. But it is awkward, man. It is certainly weird. You know, I'm nowhere near... Uh, these guys as far as their fame or their money or anything, but obviously being on the radio and social media and being somewhat of a public figure, you know, I meet people too. And it's always awkward for me when I meet someone and they just already have their phone out. Like, yo, can I get a selfie? Yo, can I get a selfie? I go out of my way to say, what's your name? Shake their hand and introduce myself. Even if you already know who I am, still nice to meet you, Dan. I'll use Dan's name since Dan is here. Nice to meet you, Dan. And a lot of times I ask, hey, how do you know me? You listen to the fan? Yeah, I listen to the fan. Thanks. Of course we could take a picture. But we live now in this world where, like, you see somebody famous and your first thought isn't an autograph anymore. Autographs have lost to the selfie. Video killed the radio star. Like, people see someone famous and even if they're not really a fan of them or don't really know them, they want to get that picture so that they can post it and get the likes and that instant gratification of, oh, look at me, I did something out of the ordinary that not everybody could do. And I just, I don't know, I feel like we're going far into that. We're going to be in a place in five, ten years where that's all it's about. And people just are so stuck in their phones and don't like, man, touch the grass, smell the air, take a walk before you end up in a place you don't want to be with Brees Hall on top of you in the airport <laughs> Like Michael Parsons. Like, that's another thing. Michael Parsons, you ever watch that guy play football? Imagine walking up on that guy trying to piss that guy off. They just got off a flight, a long flight. Like, leave people alone. I don't know. That's just my two thoughts on the uh, whole Brees Hall situation at Newark Airport. You you never know who you're going to see. I told you guys I ran the sauce. I asked Sauce for a picture. But before I asked Sauce for a picture, I first I shouted him out. Like, yo, Sauce, what's up, man? And then I qualified myself. Yo, I'm a big fan. Not a Jets fan, but I'm on the fan. I got a show. I'm on at night. I'm sure we'll be talking about you. Good luck this season. You're a dog. Like, watching you play corner, you're one-on-ones. You're one of the best. Appreciate that, man. Hey, can we get a flick? Yeah, no problem. Flick up. Then I put that on Instagram and Twitter, and the caption was, that's too much Sauce. And Sauce is just quiet as kept. And I'm looking around the airport like, none of y'all see Sauce Gardner right here? Some people don't know, but the people that do know are obsessive. That's why, and people wonder why, like, Derek Jeter is taking uh, private elevators and going through underground garages to not even have to run into that. And not everybody's cool. That's something else I tell people. Not everybody loves you. you. You can't always think everybody's cool. Because one second, the person goes from being a fan and then you deny them what they're looking for, which you're not obligated to give that to them, then they become a hater. Then they become aggressive. Now they want to fight. Anyway, speaking of the NFL and NFL players, man, there's a lot of conversation around 
what's going to happen with these quarterbacks? I did a stream today trying to put the free agent quarterbacks in different landing spots. And just for fun, I was like, let's send Kirk Cousins to the Atlanta Falcons. Let's send Russell Wilson to the Steelers. That might be true. I saw something out there. My guy, Kenny Pickett, he's going to have some competition. Yeah, they drafted Kenny. He's Pittsburgh's own, but uh, they're going to put another veteran quarterback there. Mason Rudolph was not the, or Mitchell Trubisky was not the answer. Mason Rudolph is a free agent. Could they potentially go after Russell Wilson? Justin Fields. Justin Fields. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with them. I think that you got to move on from Justin Fields. I, the the question around Justin Fields, the fact that there's even a question, right? If you still have the question, if he's the guy, then he's not the guy. And if you have the chance to trade and swap picks as the one, the number one pick with the commanders to number two, fleece them, and then still take Drake May or Jaden Daniels, why not do that? Why not do that? And maybe, I don't know, have a veteran in there, but it's going to get real interesting. So for you guys that live in NFL land, football land all year round, those conversations are starting. NFL teams began NFL teams began inquiring about a potential Justin Fields trade at the Senior Bowl a couple weeks ago. So those conversations are going on. Um, I just saw a report from the GM of the Falcons saying that quarterback is their number one concern. He said uh, that's a top priority for us this offseason, and it's exciting. We're going to spend a lot of time together, make sure we attack that the right way, We're not going to close any doors, be it trades, free agency, the draft. We will make sure we keep an open mind there, and we're going to attack it and make sure we get it right. Justin Fields is from Georgia. Justin Fields is a guy that uh, the Falcons might be interested in. And, I mean, just right here in New York, it is very interesting where the Jets and the Giants are. Maybe kind of married to their situation, but you got to do more for your situation. I think I saw my, my guy Rami Lavi put out there, that him and uh, Bilal Paul, I don't even know his name, honestly. He was a former Bilal Pal from the, the Jets. They have a podcast where they suggested Russell Wilson come into the Jets to back up Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that's going to happen. Russell Wilson, I think he's still in his mind, wants to be a starter, still thinks he's you know one of the top flight guys. He's a Super Bowl winner. But it's going to be interesting to see where he lands. I know some Giants fans are thinking about Russell Wilson potentially being their quarterback not that long ago, the uh, QB carousel is going to continue. So wanted to get that conversation floated out there. We'll have more talk about Daniel Jones and Aaron Rodgers and their backups. You need two. This was the year of the backups, backups. If you don't have two, you don't have one. All right, back to the phones we go before we go to our next break. Lisa and Irvington, welcome back. You're on the fan. Oh, hi, Keith. I got on so quickly. I didn't even realize it was going to be that fast. Um, I know it's been a while since I've spoken to you, but I've been listening to you, still been listening to you all these, you know, these months. Um, I wanted to talk, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I wanted to talk to you about the guy you just had on from the, um, what was his name again? Bob Kendrick. He's the president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum in Kansas City. He's a a legend. I think everybody in baseball is becoming familiar with him if they didn't already know him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed um, what he spoke about. But I also wanted to bring to your attention, I think I had told you before, I had went to the um, Baseball Hall of Fame up in Cooperstown. Yeah. And they had they had a whole section area dedicated to, um, you know, African-American. Yeah, fairly um, new. Baseball. baseball. Yep. I went there like a year. But every, every place in the one I went to, the one I went to was called Ideals and Injustices. 
And now they're going to be replacing it with something called the Souls of the Game, Voices of Black Baseball. Better late but, than never, yeah. yeah Acknowledging saying, it now is, is, is perfectly fine. It's better than being omitted. Yeah, but they but this one, they go more. When I went up there, um, I think last year, I think the year before last, they went and kind of in-depth. They went into the history before the Negro League. You know, there was, you know, baseball players and stuff. Mm -hmm. But they, they went more kind of in-depth. So it was very, very good. So um, my goal is to get to the Football Hall of Fame and to the Basketball Hall of Fame. So those those two are still still on my bucket list. list yeah, to get to. me too. Yeah. Never, never been to Cooperstown. I might try and make that move for CC Sabathia. Never been to Canton either. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know who would bring me out to Canton. But, yeah, bucket <laughs> yeah, list like, things. It, it, yeah, if you ever get a chance, you know, try try to go out there. And as far as the All Star Game, um, I don't even I didn't even watch anything this past weekend. I'm just kind of disgusted with basketball overall. Um, so you still there, right? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm kind of a little disgusted with you know, like I said, I didn't. This is a, my first year. I didn't watch anything. I didn't watch the the slams. I didn't watch the dunk contest. I didn't watch the three, and I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch anything. It's my first year I've ever You didn't done miss that. anything. Good. <laughs> I know. I know. I know I didn't miss anything. And another thing, so who are the Nets going to get now for the um, interim coach? You know, you have any ideas? Yeah, Kevin Ali. They, they already named Kevin Ali, who was an assistant already with the team. They named him as the interim head coach. Oh, okay. I, did, I didn't hear that. Mm -hmm. But, okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. Just everything is just... Just the whole win. net situation is just a win games. Net. They got to go on a winning streak. They got to win games. They got to be competitive. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's but it. Whole, and I know one time you said, well, you said before you did um, a book report on Warren on Warren Moon when you was in um, I did, high yes. school. If you ever Younger, get a chance, yep. I don't. If you ever get a chance, um, did you ever used to watch the NFL? They had something called um, Football Life. You ever watch any of those? Yeah, on NFL Network. Yeah, they did do one on Warren Moon. I don't know if you ever saw it, but you can see it on you on YouTube if you never have. It's very interesting. I just wanted to bring that to your yeah. attention also. You have to pull it up. They had Warren Moon on some of the NFL network coverage. He was at Radio Row for Super Bowl week and he, mm -hmm. he spoke there and I'm like, Man, I really want to go back and hear more about his story. Uh mm -hmm. I mean, obviously he was fronted on and he didn't get the opportunity right away, but uh I, I feel like he doesn't get celebrated enough. And he was one of the greats. He just never won a Super Bowl, but he was one of the greats, and he paved the way. Yeah, so just try to find it. It's on YouTube. You can find it. It's very interesting. Okay, um, just one more thing. I hope the Mets get somebody. I'm just so disgusted with the Mets, too, right now. Um, they, need a D <laughs> they need a DH. So we'll see what happens with they that. They got G-Man just... Choi. They got Luke Voigt. Uh -huh. They picked up Ben Gamble. They're still going with the former Yankee uh, route, you know, that, that just, qualification. I'm just so disgusted with, 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 with the Mets right now. But um, thanks a lot, Keith. And like I said, I'm still listening, even though I haven't called you in a while. Um, and I appreciate, you know, everything you do. And I really enjoy your show. Take care. Thank you, Lisa. I think Mets fans are going to be happier once the season starts. Set the bar low. You can't be disappointed. So if you're disgusted right now, you're going to end up being happy when they win games. Last call before we go to the break. Geza in Middletown, New Jersey. What's up? What you got? Hi, Keith. Uh, thanks for the call. And, I apologize. I got a little bronchitis if I cut yeah, out. Yeah, I'm, I'm under the weather a little bit, too. It's just part of it. Tis the season. Just uh, before my question, I, again, I know you play football down here. Um, I don't know if you know, but uh, Coach Antonucci from Middletown South just of course. retired. Oh, he retired? He hung it up? Yeah, he's retiring. I don't even know how old he is now, but he's a legend. Um, I think he's in his mid-50s. Uh, I think he was coaching 20... 25, 26 years. 
Yeah, just uh, Middletown South coach resigns. Shout out to him. As soon as they moved Middletown South out of our group, I, I stood up in front of our team in a classroom. I'm like, we're winning the state championship this year. We don't have to play Middletown South. I don't care if we got to go through Wall, Long Branch, however it shakes out. Like, we, well, you know, we RBC can win. is kind of RBC is kind of taking over down here. Yeah, so. well, um, it was only a matter of time till they became a parochial powerhouse. You got it. You got it. Uh, my question: I'm happy to hear all the hockey discussion, but you're one of the few guys that talks college basketball, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was wondering what your thoughts were about Rick Pitino's comments <laughs> after the game yesterday. <laughs> Rick Pitino. Is, uh, I, I thought it was a little over the top and unfortunate, <laughs> but I was just curious what your thoughts were. He is uh, all of whatever age he is, 71. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He does not have – he does not live in the Internet era. He's not worried about getting canceled. He's not worried about what the Internet's going to say about him. Man, he spoke his mind. He threw guys under the bus on his team. Um but it's Rick Pitino. He's got a resume that allows him to do that. And maybe something good will come from it. Maybe the team was shaping up. He threw guys under the bus talking about, oh, they can't defend. They can't move laterally. Yep. He said stuff about how uh, they'll, they put this team together last minute. They'll never do that again. He talked about the facilities at St. Yeah, John's. But he, that's right. I mean, he the facilities were what they were when he signed he said the contract. This is, he talked about the Celtics. Yep. <laughs> he said... <laughs> he said, this yeah. is the least fun. He's like, at least, you know, we were losing with the Celtics, but I was having a good time. This is the least fun. Yeah, you're you're in college athletics. You're you're at St. John's. And I don't know what you thought, but, man, it's going to take some work and some time. It wasn't going to be instant, and uh, they got to work on it. And it may be uh, his tune will change in the next couple weeks and into the next few years. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for your input, and hope you feel better. Thanks for the call. We got to take this break right now. Coming up, Molly Walker from the New York Post covering the NHL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.